Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, folks. You already know the deal. It is us, and it's you. Welcome back to the show again. I am Myrtle May Urkel. And I am Electra Abundance. This is The Read. Thanks for coming back. It is indeed. And thank you. Without wasting too much time, we're going to get into the regular, degular program that we usually have. Black Excellence starts us off. And this week, I just wanted to go ahead and give a shout out to everyone's fave, Felicia Rashad. Did you hear about this? She's Mm -hmm. going to be Howard University's new dean of the College of Fine Arts. What? Yes, indeed. Ms. Rashad, who graduated from Howard in 1970, magna cum laude, I'll have you know, in fine arts. (laughs) Um, you know, went on to be the badass acting uh, diva that she is and has decided that she's going to return to her, her home of Howard and elevate the children. (laughs) So she signed like a three year uh, contract. She's still going to be working as the acting diva that we know. Of course. While also, (laughs) um, putting in the work to whip the fine arts students into shape. Um, Chadwick Boseman, Toni Morrison, Donny Hathaway is a lot of talent that comes out of this college at Howard. Right. Definitely. I'm just, and, I'm trying to figure out, like that seems like a very big job. <laughs> is she going to be like co-dean? Is somebody going to do it when she's like busy and on set or something? Cause it seems like a lot of work. <laughs> It does seem like a lot of work, but I know that she's up for the challenge. Plus, her sister is Debbie Allen. Um, I don't think that has anything to do with it, but her sister is Debbie Allen. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, I don't know. If you get even a glimpse of her silky press at any time on um, on the campus, let us know. I'd love to hear the story. Or anywhere, a Zoom, um, an email. Send in uh, your experiences. I'm sure some of the girls at Howard are ghetto enough to listen to this garbage. (laughs) So let us know how that works out for you. 
I mean, um, she definitely has the resume for it, like 100%, well, probably beyond qualified. It just sounds like so <laughs> much work on like a daily basis being the dean of a college. But what do I know? What do we know? Best you of know, luck to nothing. her. <laughs> Did I finish college? No. So <laughs> there you go. That's what I'm working with. Um. Also, before we get into the foolishness, I read this on Because of Them We Can, and it just, like, sparked something in me. Because a few days ago, I was having a conversation about how many of us kids wanted to be archaeologists when we were kids. Because kids just love dinosaurs. Because, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, craft and all of the other (laughs) majors. Yeah. All of the other companies that shove dinosaurs in our face. Nickelodeon, I don't know. Um, but like no one becomes an archaeologist or like really maintains that interest past, I don't know, eight. Um, and it's like, what's the last thing you heard of an archaeologist doing? You know? Finding some bones somewhere. <laughs> I think maybe. Well, that is what I would have said. <laughs> I read. That some archaeologists in Maryland have uh, discovered the location of Harriet Tubman's father's home. What? In Maryland. Yeah. They was out there digging for more than the... Apparently, archaeologists don't just look for Jurassic Park. Wow. They dig up all kinds of things and have all kinds of information for all kinds of eras and moments in history. And this uh, particular moment was dug up over at the Blackwater National Wildlife Refuge Extension in Dorchester County, Maryland. Okay. A Fish and Wildlife Service, because of course. So, 10 acres of land were apparently uh, part of a will agreement to Ben Ross, Harriet Tubman's daddy, uh, where he worked and slaved and raised um... And then, you know, legend has it that Harriet Tubman and all of her work with her father is reason that she was able to navigate the land so damn well. And, you know, that makes a lot of sense. Slaves see glory. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sorry. I mean, you're an Emmy Award nominated. <laughs> let's not do this. Uh, performer for <laughs> no, this very let's story. Not, let's not so I'm do not really this. sure how you. Are shocked. Well, I mean, I I guess I'm just more confused about like how do you find a house? Did it is it a house they found? Like, did it sink? Well, so okay. They said, um, okay, first of all, they found a 50 cent coin dated 1808 on it. So that baby has got to like mm. Elon Musk is probably coming for that. <laughs> um but one of the archaeologists, Julie Shablitsky, I'm assuming she ain't black, but it's fine. We look at those, ar- she said, we look at those artifacts closer and confirm that these artifacts do date to, do date to the time period when Ross was living there. With the artifacts, the archaeology, the evidence of a building and the location, knowing that he worked in the timbered wetlands, those multiple lines of evidence told oh. us unequivocally that this is the home of Ben Ross. So, like, just due to, like, the ceramics they found in the ground, Got all the little you. artifacts, the and, like, 
all of that. They just used, you know, science to be like, oh, yeah, this is where that nigga was at. I so, see. Wow. That is incredible. <laughs> I have no I was no happy idea. to read that um, they have been in touch with the descendants of Harriet Tubman uh, on their discoveries and all of the updates. Uh her great 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 grand niece talked about how much it means to the family and the history and being able to humanize and visualize their ancestors, which is awesome. And I also read apparently this is going to be a, an additional stop on the Tubman Byway, which is apparently some sort of historic Harriet Tubman driving tour. So wow, there you go. You don't okay. just dig up. Uh, we're back. A dinosaur story. Sometimes you dig up the, you know, the old settlements of slaves. I was definitely thinking like, you know, fossils and fossils only. I don't know why it didn't occur to me that archaeologists might find all other kind of shit and like do something with it. Mm -hmm. Of course they do. So, yeah. All right, America. One point for you. Mm. And to that, (laughs) I would add that you're muted. How did I do that? Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough, okay? If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until you might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. 
Yeah. All right, fuck. So you. let's jump into our pop culture segment, <laughs> which is titled Hot Tops. And Michaela Cole's uh, classic comedy, Chewing Bum. Let's begin with some good news. <laughs> Gross. So, Jaden Smith, bless him, is still out here doing the Lord's work. For real. Um, I think we spoke on the podcast before about the time that he launched a food truck called I Love You, where he basically would be providing vegan food bowls to uh, homeless residents of Skid Row in downtown L.A. Well, apparently, I Love You is expanding into a brick-and-mortar restaurant, and it is going to be serving the same cause, providing free food to homeless people and, you know, I don't know, maybe playing clips of his music and the fresh prints inside i don't know i'm spired <laughs> but um not only are the homeless uh going to be permitted to go in there and get free meals but if you are not homeless you can also come in um to get food but you have to pay for your food as well as the food for, of the person behind you so you pay for more than the food's worth so that someone else Right. Get food provided to them for free. Um, So, yeah, I thought that that was a really dope uh, initiative. It was nice to hear that his efforts are not only successful, but expanding. Yeah. And uh, I'm reminded here that Jaden is also the same young man that stepped in and did more for Flint, Michigan than any one of you white Mm. people. In office anywhere. I was going to say, yeah, including the elected officials whose job it was to do this. So, I mean, well, anyone could do better than them bitches. Oh, man. Good for him. Good job, Jaden. Yeah. Shout out to Jaden Smith and uh, his efforts over there. And also, I will repeat that on the sister side of things, I am enjoying Willow's alternative rock era i enjoy it i loved the wicked wisdom tribute that she did for her mama i will take all of the guitar and all of the rage and all of the riffs yeah from young willow i am into it i lived for whip my hair and who would have thought that i would love her her own music that she decides to make herself even more than that yeah. mama was like i don't I don't want to be a Barb. <laughs> <laughs> right. I told her, Daddy, you the one who promised that I was going to go on tour and do all that. I did not do that. This was <laughs> You said nice. that. I'm going to go lay down. So No. But yeah, the, Smith, the Smith children are very free, and I admire that about them. <laughs> um, well, let's speak about a rapper that's doing the opposite of what Jaden is doing. Let's talk about um, Baby Blue. Of Miami rap R&B grouping Pretty Ricky. We spoke recently about how this nigga got shot. Um, Did we talk about that? Yeah, we did. Because then after that, y'all talked to me about how him and that girl's baby name is Dark Blue or something like that. And I told y'all to leave me alone and this is why I don't talk to y'all. Yeah, it's like Royal Um, Magenta or something like that. 
So fresh from getting a bullet picked out of this nigga, thankfully, um, and, and living to tell the tale. I guess he's about to go to jail. So <laughs> I forgot about this, but he's about to plead guilty or he is pleading guilty uh, to fraud behind that PPP shit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just in layman's terms, the government was giving niggas money for COVID, uh, you know, missing mm-hmm. paychecks and all that stuff. And of course... 93% of South Florida took that as an opportunity <laughs> to scam. Without, like, there wasn't a doubt, there wasn't a question. Oh, it was man. going to happen, of course it did. Even you niggas who have no reason, as far as I'm concerned, to be scamming. And I know you don't. Because, of course, what did Baby Blue use Mm-mm. his PPP money on? Some bullshit. It's a 100% chance. Rap nigga Instagram foolishness. <laughs> Cars and and chains and whatever other fucking debauchery and garbage. It wasn't free money anyway. Like, it was always a loan. So what was y'all, what was the end game here, really? Like, Mm. even if you got away with it, you were still going to have to pay it back. So what in the hell was the point? Scammers. (laughs) There was no attention. There's no intention at paying anything back. But, I mean, okay. Did y'all think the government was just going to forget? I'm gonna leave it alone. All right. I don't know <laughs> what. Like these are the so. The fa- all right. <laughs> he's apparently facing five years five in prison years. for this. Uh, for the gram. For, for the gram. The fucking gram job. <laughs> and I'm like, why is it the scammers are always the most gaudy, loud ass, like performative at like. You would think that niggas that professionally lie and pre- and pretend to be someone else would do more mm-hmm. to like blend into their surroundings, right? And not, but no, it's up. always y'all bitches that want to be in a neon green Hellcat with eighteen chains around your goddamn neck and the loudest Gucci belt that you can find, mm-hmm. Gucci belt, Gucci tracksuit. Like, why are you standing out? And putting it all over Instagram for the feds to spot and immediately repossess. You don't even make it difficult. You don't even make it difficult. <laughs> Half of them bitches watched Mariska Hargitay and all the and all these other motherfuckers on Law and Order and was like, ooh, I would love to, to solve mysteries. And they don't even have, have to do that shit. They don't even have to do that shit. All they have to do is get on the shade room. That's it. Oh, y'all took all the allure out of it. Stupid. <laughs> That reminds me of one of them little niggas who robbed um, the Chanel store, Louis Vuitton, something like that. One of the luxury houses on Fifth Avenue and then was bragging about it on social media, talking about he got enough bags to open up a store. Nigga, do you think the feds don't have Twitter? What are you doing? Like, You niggas are literally turning yourselves in for what? Oh, baby. I know that there is one. (laughs) There's got to be that one nigga who walks into interrogation and is like, I just came in here to shake my head. Honestly, I don't got no questions (laughs) for you. (laughs) There's nothing to ask. Nigga, you're going to jail. Yeah. You're going to jail. I mean, this is a federal loan that you were definitely going to have to pay back anyway. But then you lied about deserving it. 
or needing it or qualifying for it. And so <laughs> now you have to go to prison. <laughs> and I cannot feel bad for you because you took money out of people's mouths who actually needed it. Like people who were going to spend that money on paying their employees so people could have a place to live and food and <laughs> school supplies for their babies. Like that is what y'all chose to do. Instead. Shout out to all of the scammers who are out here supporting a family and out, or I, I don't know, investing in into a legitimate future, doing something smart with your money. I know that you can't speak up because that would be <laughs> foolish, but you two will probably have a storyline on stars one day, maybe Showtime, probably stars. So I mean, but that's at least something I can respect, you know, like you do is something illegal because your child needs a surgery or whatever. Where are they? These niggas. Where are they? It's never them. It's always the girls that just don't want to fill out a, a, an application nowhere, but like really need to have the latest like Margella. <sighs> I'm lost. And what's the but point anyways. of any of it? What's the point when it's just going to get repossessed any fucking way? And now you're going to jail. Honestly, two or three of y'all are my cousins and a handful of y'all are probably also motherfuckers I know. So I'm going to just leave it at that. Um, we spoke about Onika. Her teasing the girls in oh, Crocs. Yeah. It was not Chanel. <laughs> it was not a Chanel ad. I really thought it was. That was my bad. <laughs> I believe that was her beauty room or her office. I don't know. I assume all the rooms in her fucking house are pink. <laughs> Why but, not both? <laughs> Um, yeah, I think the doll just really likes Chanel. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's probably all a bunch of, like, vintage Chanel pieces that she got from Carl Lagerfeld's house. I don't know. It's, Wealth. I was going to say, I don't know enough about Chanel to even tell you whether that's, like, <laughs> the nigga who runs Chanel. I don't even know that, so. Well. But, you know. Just keep it moving. <laughs> good for her with putting this music back out. Well, she was releasing new music for old music. <laughs> like, she basically rebooted her mixtape, Beam Me Up Scotty. Uh, re-released it. Well, Beam Me Up Scotty was not available on streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, and many the rapper have been taking the quite common sense tactic of putting their mixtapes on streaming platforms. Right. Why not? Um, why the fuck not? So that's what she did with Beaming Up Scotty. And uh she took to Instagram live for the first time, I don't know, since giving birth, maybe uh, for a long time. Um and admitted that she knew that the barbs would get on every last one of her fucking nerves if she didn't offer the release mm-hmm. with new music. So, okay. <laughs> she dropped three new songs to go with the mixtape. One called Fractions, which she teased on a different uh, Instagram post uh, before the live. Um, one was a remix to Crocodile Tears, which is a sort of dancehall song which is i guess why she was wearing crocs in the picture besides liking crocs Mm -hmm. um and then the other one was called seeing green and is a more of a rappy rap song with wayne and drake on it and then the rest of it is the beam me up scotty mixtape so it was a nice little weekend in onika nostalgia 
Um, but in the video, I mean, in the live that she did while, I guess, getting her hair and makeup done for work, she's mentioned doing shoots, but not what the shoots were for. But she talks about this and an abundance of other things, her baby, um, and how he did something cute. I can't remember. I think that he said mama Aww. or something. Um, and she like, she was talking about considering posting a video of it, but then she was like, I don't know, because that's my baby. And basically like, y'all crazy. Right. <laughs> like, which is true. I mean. Which I wholeheartedly mm-hmm. respect, Madam. Yeah. Like, if you never show us that child again until college, I respect that. You know, disappointment, yeah. sure. But you don't owe me nothing. Like, right. I was happy to see a photo of him already. He's adorable. And, you know, nothing but drip. Every label, every designer. Yeah. <laughs> have at it, you know? And the stands are crazy. They will say something ridiculous or act an ass behind your perfectly innocent child, so. Or what they will absolutely do without question every time you don't have to ever debate it is Photoshop the baby yep. into weird things. Yep. Like, they're gonna do it. And some of them will will not even be like malicious or shady. They might just think it's funny. But you, the person who is raising this this human that you yeah. had pulled out of your body, might have a different reaction to it. <laughs> right. Might be slightly more pissed or upset that your child being used as a fucking reaction meme or whatever. Like Or just uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> like, Once the internet has it. You, it's gone. Like it's into the fucking abyss, girl, and and it belongs to the internet now. So I don't blame you for not sharing shit. You know, one of them is like is taking a selfie in front of their Apple Jacks and photoshopping a baby at the table next to them. Like all breakfast kind of with my little champion. Like, all, kind, all of kind of weird shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this lady been famous for a while, but she's still human. And this is her first baby, <laughs> so I don't blame her for that. Anyhow. Um, no one was talking about that or her talking about the passing of her father. Everybody was talking about the mixtape and whether or not she's on coke because she spent pretty much the entire Instagram live session sniffling um, and seemed to have like a runny nose the whole time. So, oh my God, Nikki's doing cocaine. I knew it. Whatever. So she did like... A follow-up live the next day. Look at that. A Nikki double feature. Who needs Queen Radio? Um, Me. I know. <laughs> You'll likely get it. That's not... <laughs> I need That's, it It's so coming back. Bad. I love it. It will come back. It really will. I know it will. It's gonna. It's fine. I pray. Um, But yeah, she came back to basically tell y'all niggas that she doesn't do coke. She's never done coke in her life. Um, and if you want to know what her drug of choice is, or drugs of choice are so bad, all you have to do is listen to her songs, where she does clearly rap about popping pills and smoking weed. Okay. So I thought she was going to say something corny like love. Like, oh, God, no, please. <laughs> what drugs are, what drugs are not, you on for real? <laughs> yeah, but she's talked about like Zannies and Perks. Yeah, Addie, I was going to say which pills, but Zannies and Perks is... Uh, pretty high up there i think for typical rap yeah most of the right most of the girls who do pills are are on those so i mean okay when i I heard people talking about her doing coke for that because i watched like a good chunk of that live 
And I remember thinking, like, Coke doesn't make you sniff. Coke doesn't give you the sniffles as far as I know for 20 minutes straight. <laughs> like, okay. I feel like maybe after you did a line or something like that, sure, yes, but Coke is not going to have your nose running for 20 minutes. Mm. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure that I'm not. I'm, like, so. <laughs> I have to consult Google about it, but. Like, I don't know where that came but whatever it's just that she's famous and, and she sensationalism sniffed. <laughs> and yeah whatever i guess you sniffed but, and so therefore you're on coke and like and i mean like yeah it, this this really sounds like a, a an issue for your child not for me this ain't got nothing right? to, like i don't really care what y'all do if she did do coke what what would happen she would be like loud and abrasive and cuss everybody out Right, like, is she doing coke with the baby? I don't oh think no, so. <laughs> she does that. <laughs> like, yeah, like I, I really can't get worked up over other people's, you know, drug choices as long as they not. I mean, who fucking cares? Yeah, like I don't, I just don't, I don't see Nikki out here being destructive of herself or other people or property or anything like that. So, we'll just let her live. She did apparently say that she does enjoy the smell of rubbing alcohol and bleach. <clears throat> Oh, who don't? That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't sniff them, but I enjoy them. Yeah, I've never like huffed either one of them. <laughs> but like, <laughs> <Not> <laughs> but, yeah, it's what I smell rubbing alcohol yeah, no, and I or love bleach. The smell of bleach I'm like, oh, they just those things just smell clean. That's right. Bleach smells like sanitized. It's like smelling like fabuloso or like or like pine saw. Like, I mean, I guess those things are like designed to smell nice i mean yes but still (laughs) like the scent of of something being clean and like no germs that's something that i enjoy a lot so right i don't see an issue with that all of these drugs are boring anyway (laughs) like they're not like i was gonna say anything to get like worked up about what's the exciting drug I mean, weed is really the girl. Like, she's just the one that I'm consistently like, where are you, darling? <laughs> that's that's the one. And I've played with most of the other children, like the party drugs, at least. Mm-hmm. And I just find, like, most of them aren't really that big of a deal. I'm- I still want to try shrooms. <gasps> oh, no. Like, try, try them. I have done shrooms. What a journey that was. <laughs> Yeah? Yes. But I did it in like a very like woo-woo, natural hair, black women coming together and having like a soul experience type situation. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. It was like that. And it was incredible. It was amazing. So. Yeah. I usually start like what before a new drug, I'm like, oh no, I'm too scared. I'm going to be the one that climbs to the top of the nearest skyscraper and jumps. Like, it's going to no. be me. Like, that, like <laughs> I shouldn't do it. No. And then I tried and I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> like, so I feel the same way about shrooms, but mostly because like I had some friends that would tell me about it at first and they would be like crazy stories of hallucinations which terrify me and stuff but mm-hmm. since then I've had like it's always when I have like friends I trust or know that I like have a certain amount of respect for her or I know that you're not okay. like an all around dumbass yeah. <laughs> 
is when I'm <laughs> okay. like, okay, if you've tried, whether you continuously do it or you try it before and you're still like walking around, I'm like, yeah. okay, well, maybe. And like now I have so many friends or know so many people that fucking, like you said, do sound baths and like wear oh, yeah. wheat skirts. All that shit. That do shrooms. <laughs> All that shit. And swear by it. Yeah, so, we definitely have to journey together because I think... <laughs> I mean, like when I tell you I laid on the floor and cried laughing for like an hour and a half because every fucking thing was funny. That's all I want. <laughs> Everything like, I don't was funny. Want, I don't want to get lost in some like hidden community that exists in the carpet. <laughs> like That's what I'm afraid is going to happen. Like I'm always afraid of those things. And then it's just like, oh, this is fine. I mean, I don't want to, uh, I'm trying not to like sit here and talk about how great it was for the next 45 minutes, but right. I really had an amazing time. It was just in fact, incredible. So Drugs are awful. They're so bad. Oh don't yeah, no, not telling y'all to do it. This is yeah, just don't ever do me them. and my grown ass They're so horrible. <laughs> They're very bad. This is just me and what I did. I don't regret it. I'm going to do it again. Um... Speaking of rap girls, let's catch up. Uh, let's keep. Let's keep up. <laughs> Couldn't say it. Let's keep off with JT and Uzi Vert. Um, and their latest display of hip hop romance. JT and Steven Uziverse um, <laughs> showcased. Their new matching. I'm never gonna call him anything else until he takes rose quartz <laughs> out of his face. Steven Uzi first. He literally looks like a pearl. <laughs> <laughs> like I've gotten used to it. Like it's like it's still in it's there. almost glamorous. Yes. No, it's not almost glamorous. It's not. And like this should be a cartoon sort of a way. Does it not? I think it's just because I like Steven like, Universe. Does it not crust it over in the middle of the night? <laughs> I can't imagine that he can keep this in his face for too long. I just can't. <laughs> like, I just feel like just the way that human biology works, yeah, anatomy and those things, that at some point the doctor's gonna be like, girl. It was cute while it lasted, and you got plenty of photos. Take this shit out. Right. I mean, like, the forehead I, is not very deep. It's, there's not a lot there. It's basically just skin and, like, maybe a thin layer of fat and then skull. So, like, where is it? I don't know. I don't. Uh, it seemed like a bad idea from the beginning. Well, they've got matching tattoos indeed. He, their names, in fact. He got JT tattooed in big chunky cursive on his right hand. No, his left hand. Mm. And JT got Uzi tattooed on her right wrist. And they're just all cute and, and brown and tatted mm -hmm. together. Y'all definitely gonna break up now. It's like once <laughs> that happens, it's... Start you know, the clock. Oh god. It's <laughs> nothing but doom in that future. Um, so of course the girls are giving JT a hard time and JT alone. Um <laughs> Of course. <laughs> Do Uzi be arguing with them? I don't know if Uzi I argues. don't think so. <laughs> it might just be that JT is the one who will respond. No, he responds to them sometimes. Uh -oh. Sometimes like when he's in the middle of whatever foolishness or you know, talking about her like she's 
you know, an intergalactic goddess and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, but you're a fuck nigga. But you're terrible. <laughs> but you're too to claim her. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes he'll respond and say things like, I'm never leaving her. Me and her never breaking up. Y'all can bitches can stay mad about it. Oh, basically. Okay. Yeah. Which is kind of the same, the same thing she says, just in a funnier way. Um, but yeah, they were in her mentions talking about you know, why she got it tatted. You know, he took a year to claim you. She said, no, he took a year. We took over a year to claim each other. And she continued by saying, I really don't be trying to piss y'all off. Sorry, I don't have to hop nigga to nigga to be a city girl. What? To which someone responded in her comments, um, no, we pissed off because you got a tattoo, not hopping from man to man, actually. And I'm like, Y'all are weird. Are you? <laughs> off, like, Why would you be pissed off that she got a tattoo? Like she didn't get Uzi tattooed on you in your sleep, right? And she didn't. She didn't tattoo Uzi on your baby. Like that's her <laughs> body. I don't give a fuck what what fucking tattoo JT got. Y'all are weird. If she was my blood sister, this wouldn't piss me off. Right. Like, like I'd be like, now nah, you a dummy bitch, but I'm not going to be pissed. <laughs> yes, I would probably tell her, girl, you're going to regret it. I would be like, but... oh, sister, as long as you have the budget <laughs> for the removal that will certainly be taking place within the next five years. But these niggas know damn well that you can tat, you can cover them tats, mm-hmm. you can remove them you tats, you can laser they got them hoes. Yep, you can do all that. In fact, they both probably have friends slash family with tatted names covered oh, yeah. on them Definitely already. Do. So they're not pressed. Let the girls have their good ghetto time, I say, as long as they're not being toxic and he ain't saying no bullshit. Right. Like, if I if I told you to tongue kiss me right now on this live, you'll do it and be calling her friends bitches or whatever. Like, right. Like, as long as it's not abusive <laughs> or violent, I really don't give yes. a fuck what y'all do. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, I agree. That is I really will it. <laughs> completely take their young ghetto love, <laughs> you know, step-by-step program. I mean, it's who fun. amongst us has never been in this situation, honestly? I have no tattoos, so me. I mean, I've never tattooed a nigga's name, but I've had a nigga tattoo my name. And I said then, this is foolish. Also. But, you know, that was your decision. That's (laughs) And what did we do? We broke up. So, but best of luck to them young people. I was like, if I got a return text. (laughs) So. I mean, dating is rough. Um... Ellen DeGeneres is giving up. <laughs> it's not true. Throw in the towel. Give up. <laughs> She's not. This is, this is unkind. Why would you say that? Um, Yeah, her show about to be done. Her 19th season will be the final season. Mm-hmm. Why not just go to 20? Oh, She's real tired. I just like rounding things up. I bet she is after, um, <laughs> after the hell she done been through uh, with all these allegations coming out about the set. I'm sure she is tired. Yeah. Yeah. She kindly was like, never coming back again. I am so wealthy. Um, so they're wrapping it up at 19 next year will be the last season. And Ellen says that she's not retiring from the entertainment industry, but she's retiring from talk show work and smiling at all your fucking white aunties Monday to Friday at I don't know, 3 p.m. Whenever, yeah. <laughs> whenever when, that whatever time she come home. <laughs> She tired of coming out and doing the one-two step 
for your motherfucking aunts and your mama and them. And she's fucking tired of paying all of your fucking kids on TikTok for, you know, doing the latest dance and then being bullied and paying the black yep. ones to <laughs> Tired of y'all tweeting her all fucking day talking about, uh, excuse you, Addison Ray didn't invent this. Um, oh, Ellen. So she's finished and NBC is quickly trying to find someone to fill in her slot um, before the soccer moms lose it. And apparently... Tiffany Haddish's name is going around as like the front runner. Apparently, Kelly Clarkson is the true front runner because yeah. A, she already has a has talk a show, show, and B, right. she's Caucasian. But white women love um, them some Tiffany Haddish as they well. They do. They really um, do. They really enjoy her. They love um, Tiffany Haddish. <laughs> and I am um, quite fond of, of one Tiffany myself. And, you know, it's evident that white moms love her by her hosting. Uh, kids say the darndest things. She just seems pleasant. She was funny in that, um, what was a movie I saw with that crazy mixed boy? No. Bad Trip. Oh, Bad Trip. <laughs> yes. The other one. She was... <laughs> She journey. was, yeah, she was funny in that one. And I haven't seen her hosting Kids Say the Darndest Things, but I could see her being like perfect for that kind of gig. So wouldn't be surprised if they, if they gave it to Tiffany at all. So just like everyone's cousin or like black girlfriend that their white son brought home. Mm, I see. I feel like Tiffany is, I mean, like she's, Black, black. Like, she's not one of them <laughs> type of Negroes that is, like, trying to make you forget that she's black. Mm. <laughs> but, like, she's also just black enough for white people to still be comfortable with it or for them to feel like they're doing a non-racist thing by supporting her. Like, I think that's how white people see Tiffany Haddish. Like, like she's their black friend almost. <laughs> Like, mm -hmm. like, oh no, yeah. I'm not racist. I love Tiffany Haddish. My kids watch her show. You're every right. Week. But she's, <laughs> this is just through virtue, in my opinion, of her being herself. Because she's yeah, exactly. super blackity black. It's black. her being herself, and but it works for the whites. So Yeah, they feel safe. So cool. More <laughs> money for you, girl. It, it <laughs> like, definitely I'm not mad is. at all. Yeah. And I'm personally more intrigued by a Tiffany Haddish talk show. Than you know them filling in with whoever. I mean, honestly, I'm not going to watch any of them. Um, yeah, no, I have things honestly, to do in the middle of the day. I'm by not... the time these shows come on, I probably just got up. Uh, <laughs> I'm not watching Tiffany Haddish play games with audience members from Otto. I'm not doing that. Um, but she has filled in for Ellen uh, a few times. Of apparently. course, of course. So she's already right there. Give the black okay. girl. Her her coins that's what well, i said we shall see i guess ellen finna go take a break <laughs> come back with a probably a stand-up special or something i think the the nice thing is gonna be permanently uh -huh. gone from ellen's whole act well she's always kind of been nice <laughs> like ellen's never been particularly edgy i think the talk show thing super made her like mm-hmm family friendly but she was never like 
over the top or or yeah crazy. she was she was always you know the 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 nice comic the the family friendly and i think you know she was like america's lesbian <laughs> so i think right i think and probably the whole the the talk show probably had a lot to do with that because it was like <laughs> see i'm a lesbian but i'm doing fun dances and i'm still an awkward white woman and you can relate to me just because i'm gay doesn't mean anything blah blah, blah. like but i just think I don't know. I think Ellen DeGeneres is going to go sit down somewhere and write some material that is more raw than what she has done before. Yeah, I yeah, agree. She probably will that. do a stand-up special for one of the streamies. Um, but yeah, girl, you're wealthy. And yeah, she'll wealthy be just... I'm not, like, I'm not shedding any tears for Ellen DeGeneres over here. She's so rich. You'll be fine and whatever you make, people will probably flock to. Right. Um... All right. So last but not least, what is this Portia situation? I only know <laughs> what Kia told me. <laughs> so... I have not <laughs> been watching the Real Housewives. Me either. Me either. But apparently this is like some shit that went down after they were done filming entirely. So, But... This new man that she is engaged to, Simon, I'm not even going to try. I didn't look up how to say his name. I'm going to be honest with you. So, mm, okay. Simon. Yep. Um, was, he appeared on the last season of Real Housewives of Atlanta with his still wife. current yeah. wife, Phelan. Did do that. Or Fallon? Don't know. <laughs> Fallon sounds like a name that I've heard before. So oh yeah, many times, many times. Um, but yeah, they appeared on the show as like friends to Portia or whatever. I saw like a clip of Portia being quote unquote introduced to this nigga at their house, mm-hmm. um, where she gave him like an awkward dap <laughs> and like tried to act like she never met the nigga in her life or whatever. Um. But anyway, yes, he is still married to this girl, Fallon, and now apparently engaged to Portia while going through a divorce. Mm -hmm. And for the viewers, especially, you know, those of you who like your tea, scalding. Um, The math isn't mathing. They're not able to, um, to get Portia through this unscathed. With the the equations that they have been able mm-hmm. to jot down in front of them, it, it's it's giving overlap tease, <laughs> and the children have questions, and neither Portia or Simon or um, Dennis, who is apparently a part of the triad, none of them have been able to uh, satiate the bloodthirst <laughs> of of the of the viewers. Um, everyone is giving, we're happy, we're living the happiest lives we've ever lived in our life. (laughs) Um, this is just the most gleeful chapter that any of us niggas have ever been through. Dennis is great because he knew damn well he wouldn't stay in over here anyway, and this gives him the free pass to be my baby daddy and also, you know, run dick around Atlanta or whatever he was going to do anyway. Mm -hmm. And so now I've moved things on over to the next rich nigga. Here we are, me and Simon. (laughs) Um, And, you know, I've had the time of my life and I owe it all to him. (laughs) 
I'm pretty sure Simon has way more money than the hot dog man <laughs> on top of all that. So. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this before, but when I think of like cheesy romance, I think of that song. I mean, because yeah, it's pretty perfect. When I was a kid, like I elementary, I don't know if it was junior high school. I don't remember what grade I was in, but I was living with my grandmother because my parents made me live over there so I'd get my shit together. And um we woke up, she would wake me up at like 5 30 in the morning to get ready for school. And at that time, the inf- <laughs> there was always like the same infomercials running on TV. Cause she slept with the TV on all night. God bless her. You know, grandma. We see each other. Uh, I miss you so much. She slept with the TV on. So, like, when she would be waking me up, the infomercials would be running. And it would always be (laughs) the same infomercial for Carnival Cruise Lines. And Carnival Cruise Lines had in their commercials that song. And they woke up. And it was like, oh, God, I hated it. Like, it was just like nothing that you hear when you're woken up to go to school as a kid. Feels good. You. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be Beyonce's voice, and you will hate it. Like you will be triggered by it mm. if that is the sound that woke you up out your sleep to go to school. Right. Especially if you fucking hated going to school. So there are just noises that trigger me. That is one of them. <laughs> I mean, I loved going to school, <laughs> but <laughs> you fucking. <weirdo. laughs> I really did. It was school was Nerd. fun, right? Exactly. Fucking nerd. <laughs> Staying at home was not going to be more fun than going to school for me. It wasn't. And especially when I was young, like elementary, middle school. But I do remember that commercial. And I remember it airing for a very long time. Like that. And and hearing time of your life or whatever. <laughs> every every fucking time. time that commercial aired. I yes. Go- oh and then white goodness. people dancing on that boat. Oh, yeah, I recall. Just awful. Anyway. What was we even talking about? Portia Lyon. So they're, you know, getting married, I guess, whenever he gets divorced, because the law. And then um, that's, you know, where you can find Miss Williams or Miss Gould. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I just... Uh, I um so <clears throat> I think the only way that this works out that like n- nobody cheated like the only way you can parse this and make yeah. is if they have been dating for like six weeks and they went from dating to no. engaged in like a month that's like the only no. way <laughs> no. and it's extra grimy because Phelan, Fallon, whoever. I'm so sorry, sister. Don't know your name. But she um, <laughs> she was introduced as like Portia's friend, even though they mm-hmm. both said, you know, it was really our husbands that knew each other, which makes it that much more confusing because like the men seem to be cool with each other. Like they were all at They're the house. They're smoking for cigars <laughs> and drinking rosé. They were all chilling. So I'm like, what? So what is really going on here? <laughs> But like, did Dennis say I'll trade you? Like, what happened? Right, Portia definitely secured her peach for next season, though. She definitely did that. And everybody not told only me this that, season was boring and not to watch it, but I will be tuned in for next one purely because of this. 
Not only that, but People is reporting that she's getting a miniseries that just got oh greenlit on God. Bravo. <laughs> Three episodes, almost like it didn't need to happen. <laughs> that will focus on Portia <laughs> and her life and her family. What? So, like, Andy and them were like, girl, work. So when can we start filming? Yeah. <laughs> like, Andy said, do like, it now. Oh, this is the type of bullshit you want to pull when the fucking cameras go off? <laughs> Andy texted Portia, yes, send, ma'am. Yes, send. <laughs> yeah, Portia, you know, Portia's playing chestnut checkers to use a favorite nigga quote. <laughs> because, yeah, that, this was definitely like mini spinoff worthy type drama. Like the internet is still obsessed with this story, so. Yeah, they're still, yeah. like, memeing it to, to bed. Because it's still, you know, niggas are just trying to do the math. And like you said, it's not coming together. It's not <laughs> it's there. It's not yeah, it making isn't. sense. This and man is won't. not even divorced yet. Why are y'all talking about engaged? He's not even, like... <laughs> I'm telling you, from that one clip that I watched, oh, where she gave him a fist bump in their backyard or whatever, I was like, oh, Portia, Ben knew this nigga. <laughs> And this has been like, a, they've known each other for a while and one or the other are both been plotting. It is what it is. Yeah. Fallon posted something on her Instagram or, or some shit that read like, shout out to everybody for the support. I appreciate it. Thank you for caring. It was very much like light and the bag is secure. Don't worry about it. I'm on to the next. <laughs> like, she, I don't know. I could be wrong. She could be going through it. Um, even if she doesn't care about the nigga, I'm sure social media is giving her a hard time. Right. So, right. I she's mean, likely not having a blast. But. Yeah. I hope, I hope this is something where everybody's in on it and they are just manipulating the situation for cameras and money. Maybe. And screen time. I really hope so because I'm deeply confused by these two men chilling together for father's day <laughs> and the they and thing. like them two is how Portia and fallon met through these two niggas running around in the same atlanta rich nigga circles so it's the whole thing really puzzling so i'm hoping that you know Portia sat everybody down and was like i got a great idea <laughs> and then you know then now here we are it's like, even if you did meet this nigga six weeks ago, or fuck it, let's say two years ago, he's still married right now. Like, you're not even going to date him? Right. Like, I mean, why engaged? Why so fast? It doesn't... Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping I'm <laughs> hoping this is just them getting, getting money out of us. Much like I said that JT and them know they could cover up them tattoos, Portia knows she could get a divorce. Right. <laughs> so or not like, married at all. <laughs> And so, drag you niggas around. <laughs> let the girls have their fun, I guess. Like, whatever. Yeah. I, I suppose so. I don't get it, but I'm sure that she's going to have plenty to say on this miniseries and the next season of, of the show. Kenya is probably already printing billboards about this oh bullshit Lord. or whatever. Does she still hate that girl? So, who does she hate? <laughs> I don't know. It's something about Kenya that is just really difficult to like. It's very tiring. And every time you feel like, oh, I can get into this. She does something mm -hmm. just inexcusable. You're like, I'm going to get out of it. I'm going to. I thought I could get yeah. into it. And now I'm getting out. Every time. It's so bad. Um, 
Well, I guess, you know, we'll be hearing more. And I expect to hear more whether I watch the damn show <laughs> or not. You definitely will, nigga. You might as well set the DVR because you will hear Portia about it. It's so pretty. Like, mm-hmm. she's a very pretty girl. You would have to be <laughs> to get away with these kind of stunts. I mean, I guess. Yeah. But she's got like short hair in this picture where she's on a yacht with this nigga. Mm-hmm. And she's just very pretty. She anyway. is really gorgeous. That's it for the hot tops. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? We've told you. It's your girl, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, honey. And right now you can try it for free, girl, at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I've actually used ZipRecruiter for my for like mm-hmm. my own personal things on the back end. And it really does work pretty quickly. And I also appreciate that it's easy to use because, uh, you know, this aging brain of mine in technology works part in ways, which makes me sad, but that's a different conversation. Amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try Zip Recruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash the read again that's ziprecruiter.com slash the read ziprecruiter the smartest way to hire now let's get back to show so listen guys the next generation of influential black voices can be found on npr's new collection black stories black truths i've been running my mouth about it for a while now black representation in media is incredibly important and i feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment so amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important black stories black truth is a celebration of blackness from npr each of npr's black voices are distinct varied and nuanced as the black experience itself you can get things from bobby schmurder to the wire michelle obama to reparations there's no limit to the range of black stories black truths Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. And it is now time to read your listener letters. Yes, it is. Send your questions to asktheread at gmail.com. We may read them aloud on the show. Um, I don't remember what name I gave him last week, but uh, the young man who sent us the email about uh, the issues with his boyfriend, because his boyfriend was like, how come you got another job if you went on leave and we don't get to hang out? And Mm. yeah, I don't understand all this. Um, So he said... Thank y'all so much. I ended up breaking up with my boyfriend the day after I sent y'all that email. And now we're just friends. I explained to him that I didn't expect him to under- understand things that I didn't tell him, but also that I shouldn't have to tell him something just to avoid being called selfish. After I listened to the podcast, I went back and told him exactly why I needed the second job. He was very apologetic and I f- and oh, and felt bad for calling me selfish and not knowing what I've been going through. So... So far, after sharing my mental health with him, things have been going fine. I still don't see him as much, but whenever we talk on the phone, he likes to ask me when we're getting back together, and I blush a little bit every time. So again, thank you both. 
have a great day. And then this young man, don't remember what fake name I gave him, but um, glad it worked out for you. I'm glad that you shared your mental health status with this person and, you know, you got a reaction that felt good and supportive to you. So uh, best of luck, young sir. Let's dive right into our questions this week, starting with this one from Chad, who says, I'm 28 years old and I was in a two year relationship with a guy I met back home. The first year was great, but then our relationship took a turn for the worse after our first anniversary. We broke up a little while ago and I tried to remain friends with him, but he is still as arrogant and condescending as ever. A couple of weeks ago, we had an argument and this bitch felt the need to bring my parents into it, saying that my father doesn't want me and making fun of me for having a dead mother. My mother passed away when I was 18. And even though I've made my peace with that, this felt like the line of no return for me and my ex. Even though it's been a couple of weeks, I'm still pissed off and I've been thinking about all the ways I'm going to beat his ass when I see him again. I know that violence doesn't solve many problems, but it definitely gets the point across. And this bitch deserves some type of karma. My question is, how would y'all handle a situation with somebody who disrespected a dead loved one? Should I move on and let it all go? Or should I put the situation on the back burner for now and then fuck him up when we cross paths again? Any advice would help. Thanks, Chad. I'm not going to implicate myself in a crime. <laughs> Very important. <laughs> So, I uh, I hear you, Chad. Yeah, bringing my dead mama into this. <sighs> oh. You know that's 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 rough. <laughs> there's a lot of um. There's a lot of self-improvement and and healing exercises you can work on to try and avoid an altercation mm-hmm. and just keep your keep peace of mind oh. as you mentioned you know violence doesn't solve things gets the point across um and often you know might make you feel better for a while it often doesn't end the uh issue immediately and um i don't know why i'm talking around the fact that you should just beat his ass like i don't care just that's my final answer just i don't like i think that i would just i would likely pray i have a therapist so i definitely would talk to my therapist about it and um try to do the best that i can to rise above but there's no telling what my reaction would be when I see you again. Like sometimes yeah. things just, you know, they're bigger than you. They're above you. Right. And this is the type of situation where like, I think, I think I would be so unable to predict my behavior when I was around him again, that I would make it my mission to never be around him again. Because mm-hmm. I feel like once I see your big stupid face, I'm going to want to do something that is illegal. Like I'm going to want to break the law. I'm going to want to put myself in a position to be arrested. So I would probably just do everything I could to not ever see this nigga. Like personally. Yeah. I hate police enough and like jail 
Mm-hmm. Even the thought of it. To sincerely consider, like, do I want to, like, get processed and sit in jail and, like, do all of this fuck shit <laughs> for this right now? Right. Usually the answer to that is no. But this is different. This is very, like, most of the time, that is for something really stupid, petty, irrelevant, inconsequential. And a lot of times, it's also something that's directed at me. Like, I don't give a fuck. You can say whatever the fuck you want about me. But talking about my deceased mother and, like, my other parent that I have issues with, yeah, like, you're saying, I think I would just have too difficult a time predicting what my behavior would be and in an effort to avoid police in jail, I would also try my very best to not be around you where and when I can. And if I do catch a glimpse of you anywhere, I think I would try to shift into let me leave gear. Mm-hmm. But that's not promised. Right. Best I can do here. Um, since he had like this big personality change and he turned into this terrible, arrogant, condescending person, like, I think that's all the more reason for you to not like, I think you see now, like, if you broke up with him because he was acting shitty, there was no need to try to remain friends with him because he was (laughs) being shitty. Like there was no need to ever keep the line of communication open between the two of you. Um, so, yeah, my advice, what I would do in this situation is block that person immediately on every possible avenue of communication. Like, would have blocked you on my phones, my iPad, my computer, my email. I'm I'm blocking phone calls, FaceTimes, iMessages. Like, I'm blocking you on every social media platform. And it's going to be my goal to never speak to you again, because if we having a disagreement, we having an argument or a fight. And he said um, in like the unedited version of this email that it had gotten bad enough to where they were like using gay slurs with each other, which is, I mean, honestly, fine to me. <laughs> like, I don't have an issue with that because that is like, yeah, of course, we're saying derogatory things to each other because we're gay and we're mad at each other. But like you turning your issue with me into a ha ha. That's why you had issues with your parents. And then talking about my dead mama like that has anything to do with anything. It's just. Yeah. That's that's the kind of thing where normally I try to like discourage y'all from being violent, but I can completely understand it in that case. And if I was there, I would just turn my head and pretend like I do not see. So um, in order to avoid mess, because this boy is literally not worth the drama, I would just say don't cross paths with him again. Don't worry about what you're going to do when you see him again. Worry about not seeing him again. And and moving on with your life, cultivating an existence that he does not get to be a part of. And yeah, leaving yeah. it at that. But best of luck to you, Chad, because that's fucking rough. And I just... Oh, the way I would want to murder a nigga for bringing my mama into it at all. But especially if she had passed away, like, I'm mad on your behalf. So, um, but yeah, best of luck. Uh, and... Uh, hang in there. Um, our next letter comes from Alicia, who says, I'm 24 and in a fairly new relationship with a 30-year-old man named Khalil. 
I met him on Instagram when he slid into my DMs five months ago, and our relationship has progressed extremely quickly. He was the first partner I experienced a lot of sexual and physical firsts with, and I trust him with both my body and my heart. We've only been together for four months, but it feels like I've known him much longer. I can genuinely say I've grown in love with this man in this short time, and he's expressed to me the same. The only problem, here it is. The problem is that he's broke. Khalil works a sales job where he only makes minimum wage plus commission, but he never gets that much in commission and still lives at his mother's house. He rides the bus to work every day because he has no car. He has no bank account and purchases everything with cash. And unlike me, he never went to college. You're probably wondering how I overlooked all these things in the early stages of getting to know him, but he didn't share the full extent of his situation with me during that first month. He only told me he was hit hard financially by COVID and had to make a lot of sacrifices in his life, like selling his car and moving back in with his mom. I thought this would be just a COVID fling and didn't think our relationship would get so serious. But now I'm in so deep and I care very much about him. I'm not a judgmental person and I know the pandemic has impacted everybody. Uh But I'm also someone with a degree and a promising future who has a lot of anxiety about building a life with a man who might not be able to provide or contribute financially. He's expressed to me that he Uh wants to be with me forever. And we've occasionally discussed our future. It hurts my heart because although I love him, I don't know that I want to start a life with somebody who is not financially secure. He is so great and deserves the world, but I'm stressed about how this is going to work long term. What should I do? Thanks, Alicia. She went. Sure, Carissa. <laughs> she went on and on about how great this man is. Like he is perfect, except you know the brokenness. <clears throat> mm, I mean, my first Break thought up with is, him then, girl. yeah, niggas. First of all, everybody seems perfect in the first five months. <laughs> he would have to really be trying to fuck up in order for you to not have you know big heart eye emojis. At, at the four month mark, so I break up with him, leave that nigga alone, and let him date somebody that will actually like give a fuck and be compassionate about what he's going through, and go and date some nigga that has money that's gonna treat you like garbage. Do that then, oh. because like this nigga is told it'd be one thing if you're like he's amazing, but he's really lazy, and that's why he's broke. He's not trying, and that's why he's broke. He has no intention on ever on ever doing better or anything like that. You didn't say anything like that. In fact, you said that he told you that COVID whooped his ass like it whipped whipped millions of people's mm. asses financially, and that because of it, he had to sell his car, which is why he's on the bus and why he's doing all of these other things. And, like, I don't really understand why you keep bringing up the fact that you have a degree and he doesn't, because there's plenty of broke niggas with degrees. There's plenty of people who don't have a job or any fucking money that went to school for four, eight, ten goddamn years. So, and there are plenty of millionaire billionaires that don't have a high school degree. So, who did you write this letter for? Mm-hmm. Break up with him and go date a rich nigga then. Stop wasting his fucking time and mm. yours. Well, I don't. So, <laughs> I mean, yes, but my issue with him is not the the brokenness or the financial struggle. My issue is more these red flags of like, y'all have known each other for 20 weeks and he's already talking about how he wants to be with you forever 
and y'all Who talking the fuck about doesn't how doesn't say that after twenty weeks. Like, like forever though. Like we're you're thirty. Portia is engaged <laughs> See, and to a nigga that's married. And if Portia and had she's... emailed us, we would be like, "You dumb bitch, are you joking? Why in the hell are you thinking about marrying somebody that you met this year?" They're not engaged. Like him saying to her, oh, I want to be with you forever, whatever. That's just stupid puppy love garbage. Like we literally just sat and talked about somebody that's grown, that's engaged, engaged to a married person, got tattoo names on them. Them two are like 24 and 26 or something like that. So no, I don't consider like, oh, I want to be with you forever after 20 weeks to be a red flag. I feel like that's common, stupid love rhetoric and it's all foolish. And plenty of you niggas say that dumb shit when you shouldn't be saying it. So that to me is not a red flag. It's just everyday love garbage. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that to me is not, a, it's not a red flag. It What a red flag would have been to me is I go over to this nigga's mama's house all of the time and like he's sitting over there with his legs up on her coffee table, missing work, scamming the feds, like not trying this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. And that's not what you gave me. You gave me this nigga is broke because COVID kicked his ass like many a person and I can't deal with a broke nigga. So don't. Yes. Okay. I can agree with that. Am I missing anything else? Because sometimes I miss pockets of these letters. I just don't think you need to be worried about building a life or, you know, starting a future and all this with somebody that you literally met four or five months ago. I just don't of even think. Of course you shouldn't. I don't think that should even be something that is on your mind. You t- y'all talking about, you know, that you've discussed your future together and and. You feel like you okay. really love him, but don't want to start a life. It's like, why are you even thinking about starting a life at this okay. at this stage? Let me ask you a question. You feel like this? What is this girl's name? I don't care. You feel like if this girl who wrote this letter, if this nigga was like a new a new millionaire because of whatever app that blew up or some other shit, you know what I'm saying? A Silicon Valley kid, black nigga who went to whatever fucking school and now he's making a whole bunch of money and saying the same things. You feel like that would be a red flag for her? I've, it's the amount of time. You <laughs> might consider it a red flag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I feel like if he if he was had money and but all these same qualities... she wouldn't be writing this letter. Of course not, because the lack of money is her only issue. But I'm trying to get her to see that, like... The lack of money, especially for somebody who is still working and hustling, like the fact that he is getting up to take the bus every day to go to work when a lot of niggas would just stay at home. Like I I'm trying to get her to see that there are other reasons here to not be so pressed about starting a life and building something with somebody like y'all. Y'all, y'all just got together. Oh, so rather than showing this person that she's being shallow, you want to be like, oh, girl, no. here's the here's the actual like valid reasons to not want to settle. No. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, I think she's too worried about his financial situation when y'all just got together. And there is the, the pandemic is still going on. So, like, yeah, things mm. are real crazy for a lot of people. Most people right now, like. Things are real precarious right now. So I don't even I'm trying to get Alicia to like not be so mm, worried right. about that and, fo- and focus more on the fact that you and this nigga just got together. So maybe just date him and see how things go before you start worrying about building a life. Like y'all shouldn't be talking about getting engaged, moving in together, getting married. None of that shit right now. None of that shit. 
That should not even be part of the conversation. Just date. Or maybe break up with him and go sit outside of like one of the schools at Harvard grad and wait for your king to come outside. Oh, girl, you're going to be sick. You're going to be sick. I mean, and I know you don't want to like <laughs> give up somebody who is great in all these other ways, which is all the more reason to just pump your brakes and enjoy dating. It doesn't have mm. to be less less race to the altar. Like, just enjoy getting a notice, nigga. I think that what both of us are landing on here is that y'all niggas ain't going to spend the rest of your lives together anyway. You probably ain't going to make it out of 2021, to be honest with you. So you might as well just have fun and while it lasts. Because you'll break up for something, even if it isn't the money. But it likely will be the money because you're really pressed about that right now. So you might as well just go ahead and keep it popping until, I don't know, mid-June when, like, the Roaring Twenties really begin. Um... Mm. And then go ahead and do your 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 city girl thing. Yeah. Hot girl Meg. I mean, Hot girl Leash. Yeah, I just don't. I just, you know, the pandemic is not no small thing. <laughs> that is mm. a giant life altering event that everybody is still going through. So I would be more like, mm, like for me, my guard would be more up over the whole, like we just started dating and you already talking about being together forever. Like, let's not. Let's just slow down, enjoy the relationship side of You're things. You're speaking <laughs> completely it... different language to this girl. I mean, I know, but I'm trying to get her to change her perspective. She feels the same way. <laughs> she just wants a nigga that's completely on the frequency she's looking for to be saying the same shit to her. Like that's, and like, I hope that she hears you because you're not incorrect. <laughs> but like, I don't think that she gives a fuck about that at all. Mm. She wants a nigga with three degrees and like eight figures. I mean, and uh, that's that's fine if that's what you don't want. Don't we all? I just, <laughs> right. I was going to say, who amongst us doesn't want somebody financially secure? But just don't think that that is mm. your biggest problem here. Like if y'all had been together for five years and he had never made an effort to do anything different, then fine. That's a different conversation. But... Yeah, no, I think just enjoy it for what it is now. And if it continues to be an issue for you, then yes, you're going to have to break up with him because you can't force the man into going to school, picking a career, making X amount of dollars at whatever job or whatever. You know, I just think you're you could use a you could use a different frame of mind regarding mm. this situation. So, yeah, I agree. Um. Best of luck to you, Alicia. Please let us know how it goes. Our, no, I don't. Okay. Our last letter comes from Marcus, who says, My best friend and I have been best friends since kindergarten. We live in different countries, and because of that, we don't talk regularly. But when we do, we have a great time catching up, except she's always asking me to send money to somebody else's cash app for her because she doesn't have cash app herself, and it's starting to get on my nerves. The first time was cool, but now it's every time that we talk to the point that I don't even want to call her or answer her calls anymore. I did mention to her that her phone calls are becoming too expensive for me, but she didn't get the hint. I guess because I work in TV, she thinks I have a lot of money, but I don't. How do I tell my BFF to stop asking me for money every time we talk and to let her know that it's making me uncomfortable without hurting her feelings? Thanks, Marcus. Okay, so wait. She asks him to send people money for her through Cash App because she doesn't have it? Because she doesn't have Cash App, yeah. And I don't know what's stopping her from getting Cash App. He didn't put yeah, that, that he didn't put that in the email. So 
I'm assuming it's something to do with the region that she lives in. Oh, yes. Is Cash App available? It's probably not in every country. So, but hold on. If other people in her country have it, then it must be available in her country. I don't understand that. Okay, let's just, I'll just work under the assumption that for whatever reason, she's incapable of having her own. Okay, up. yeah. Um. So, it sounds like this isn't necessarily setting Marcus back as much as it is getting on his damn nerves and inconveniencing <laughs> him. Right. Um, so I think I would just say, like, in the most honest and respectful way that it kind of puts a damper on the conversation and thus the friendship, since all we kind of have is conversations via phone or FaceTime or whatever. Yeah. It kind of puts a damper on those moments that we have together. If every time we talk, I expect that you're going to ask me for a favor and not only a favor, a financial one for someone that I assume you don't even know. Um, I like to, if I give a fuck, try to present a problem with a solution. I don't know what the solution to this would be. But if you can think of an alternative for um, Sheila, I don't know her name, whatever. If you can think of an alternative for your friend, then maybe present that um, as an option. Not even necessarily because they should take it, but just to show that they have options and that you cared enough to think of them rather than just being like, hey, I don't like this stuff. Um, I think past that, there wouldn't really be much that is reasonable um, that could be used as a response against what you are saying or or requesting. You know, some people are more sensitive than others, so it's possible that your homegirl might be like, oh, what, how is this bothering you? Like, I didn't know me asking you for, fuck all of that. Like, you have every single right to request that this stop and i again think that if you word it with care and you try to think of a way even if you don't on the spot maybe on the phone you're like i'm willing to think of something different that we can do for you um i think that if this is really your bestie that y'all go way 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 back like you say then she should be able to understand where you're coming from or swiftly build a bridge over that shit and mm-hmm. and proceed you know so yeah that's what i i got i um yeah i agree i think you should try telling her no she might keep asking because you keep doing it <laughs> she mm, might think yeah. you have money because every time you ask for money you manage to come through and you cash app it to different people yeah. <laughs> which is like it seems ridiculous but like you continue to fulfill the request and and you're dropping hints about not liking it instead of just saying you don't like it. Yeah. So there is like 
there's there's a way to say things. You don't have to come out and be like, listen, <laughs> like you begging ass bitch, stop asking me for money. Like yeah. I'm fucking tired of it. You don't have to do that, but you don't owe anybody like never hurting their feelings. You can say it in a in a kind, gentle, loving way, and it's still gonna hurt her feelings because you're saying no to the request yeah. for money. But like her yeah. feelings are just gonna have to be hurt because you can't sit there and and finance her life. Like if you got it like that and it was easy for you to do and you wanted to do it, then you wouldn't be emailing us about it. So yeah. I think you just gotta work up the the bravery to say, look, I love you and I want to help when I can, but it's to the point that I start feeling like we only talk because you need a re-up on your cash up. And, you know, I feel used. I feel taken advantage of. I feel like I don't get to really talk to you as friends anymore because it always comes down to like you asking me for something. I just think you need to be open and real with your friend about how it's really making you feel again in a nice way don't have to be rude about it but this whole like how do I do it without hurting their feelings thing is a little bit like not possible because you don't there's just no way of knowing whether it's gonna hurt her feelings to be rejected but it probably will so what's more important here like that you never ever hurt her feelings and sit over there mad and upset and and wondering why she don't catch hints the whole time or like you being open and honest again with this person who is your best friend like since kindergarten and and being able to be real with her so that y'all can continue to have this friendship like i just think you got to it's it's a difficult thing if you're used to accommodating other people all the time but at some point you have to like take care of yourself advocate for yourself and be like no girl i don't got it Good yeah. luck. Yeah. <laughs> like you just I don't know why you feel like you are obligated to take care of of this person and never say nothing about it. But you're not like you get to you get to tell people how you feel like for real. And if she reacts poorly to that, that's on her. All you have to do is say it in a kind way. But, you know, you don't. Yeah, that's just not your job. So. Oh, man. Okay. Anything else for Marcus before we wrap up this week? No, nah, I think that we covered okay. all of the bases. <laughs> I think it's just another case of you don't have to be mean. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, a lot of times the answer to these emails is just say this, but don't be a dick. Right. <laughs> and. And I mean That's that good. that can be a hard thing to do, but you just kinda, yeah. you just have to work up the the courage to do it. You just have you to can practice. Yeah, you can do that. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, the best way is to just know what you're gonna say and then spit it out, mm. and then take it from there. But uh, good luck to you, Marcus, as you have this conversation. That wrapps up the questions this week. If you have one, send it to asktherita@gmail.com. Hey guys, May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace's leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things depending on the time and time. But if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life. 
right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time if it's been on your mind to give it a try. Celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking about in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of the read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80. And to show your support for the show, that's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code S-P-A-C-E-8. Zero. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. Folks, it's time to end things with the read. Take it away, Crystal. Okay. I'm really, I literally am not going to be here long because I am so fucking tired from school and I have nothing left to give. But what I will Mm. say is that this country is the fuck stupid. Mm. Yeah. (sighs) And this whole this mess with the CDC and changing the guidelines for wearing masks and all this, it's not I'm not even going to argue the science behind it because I'm sure that it is safe for vaccinated people to be maskless in most situations. However, the problem is that y'all are depending on the fucking honor system to make that work. And if there is any country that is lacking in honor, it's this one. How do you look at the way people have behaved over the past year and a half and say, yes, I will trust Americans to be truthful about their vaccinated status. I will trust Americans to not lie about being vaccinated. I will trust them to not steal or buy empty vaccine cards. I will trust them to do the right thing. How do you trust Americans to do the right thing after looking at the way niggas have behaved since the pandemic started? How? And Dr. Fauci, like he literally was asked this question. He was like, well, you're just going to have to take people's word for it. You're going to have to. We're depending on the honor system and, and people being honest about that. Why would you do that? Do you see this fucking country? Why would you do that? It's a terrible idea. <laughs> we still have so many people who are not vaccinated, including children. Hello. Hello. Kids are not vaccinated. Variants. Carrying their asses all across the globe like ain't nothing going on. Plenty of grown folks not vaccinated or can't be vaccinated. Like, it's just a terrible idea to tell Americans, well, vaccinated people can take masks off, which is a lot of y'all have been pressed about. I don't really understand it. I have no problem wearing a mask in public, but vaccinated people can do it. But unvaccinated people can't. You think these fucking crackers are going to sit back and say that somebody can do something that they're not allowed to do? Yeah, the fuck right. It's like everybody just gave up. Everybody gave up. And I get it. Like, we're all, yeah, we're tired. I get it. But like, God damn, dog. People are still dying. I know y'all don't care, but people are still dying. I know the economy and capitalism is more important to the people who run this country. But God damn. And that's it. I told you I was going to be quick with it. I'm so annoyed by that shit. All right. Well, I will try to do this very quickly. I will say that um, I have been made aware that there is an iCarly reboot coming to Paramount Plus next month, I believe, because our friend Francesca Ramsey is one of the writers for this reboot. Yes, go, Fran! 
So I discovered by a photo that she posted, I feel like not long ago, a couple weeks maybe. She was on set and, you know, I was like, oh, wow, they're doing a Nightcrawler reboot and Francesca's writing for it. That's so cute and awesome. Um, unfortunately, today, also through Francesca, I found out that a lot of uh, supposed fans of iCarly have been choosing to celebrate this reboot by being racist. Because, of course. Of course they have. So, the reboot uh, features an actor by the name of Lacey Mosley um, from shows like uh, Black Lady Sketch Show, Better Call Saul, uh, the podcast Scam Goddess. I believe these are all of her children. (laughs) (laughs) And um, she's going to be playing Carly's best friend Harper on the new addition to the show. Now... Of course, this apparently pissed off some entitled nerds who, I guess, expected for the return of Sam Puckett, who was played by Jeanette McCurdy when the show originally aired on Nickelodeon from 2007 until 2012, I think. So she will not be back as Sam. Um... And the kids are pissed. And by kids, I mean grown-ass adults, because my (laughs) word, like, iCarly is old. I watched iCarly when it came on, and I think when it premiered, I was, like, 19 or 20. So, anyway. Um, People have been sending this girl all kinds of wicked messages, calling her nigger, just being racist and weird and disgusting, she says even her sister, who's 13 years younger than her, um, was seeing messages on uh, on TikTok and stuff, like racist stuff that was being posted about this girl who's playing Carly's new black friend. Oh, Lord. You know, the actor spoke out. I think Paramount Plus posted a pretty graphic with you know, strong words about inclusivity. Um, I think the writer's room also posted something that was a bit more, (laughs) it felt a bit more personal. Yeah. Like the Paramount post was like, you know, this company is proud to uphold the values of inclusivity and collaboration where we work to embrace new voices and such and such. And we don't tolerate racism. And, Whereas the other one was like, if y'all hoes don't want to watch it, bitch, watch something else. Like, like I'm exaggerating, but that's essentially that's how the it point. Was. That's the point, though. Um. So yeah, I'll just make a few quick stops. First of all, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Like seriously, I Carly, I Carly. This is what we're spreading bigotry around now. Child. I fucking Carly. Okay, so. For the weird iCarly purists that would not accept a show without Sam. First of all, I would like to either remind you or reveal to you that you are never going to get an iCarly reboot with Sam in it. Because Jeanette McCurdy doesn't act anymore. (laughs) She retired from acting. I believe she has a podcast now. 
And she spoke about how she got into acting because her mom wanted her, her to. Her mother unfortunately passed away. And with that, she lost her interest in acting and has focused in other things like writing and directing. So mama was never going to play your Sam Puckett ever again, (laughs) any the fuck way, period. So what are you mad at this black girl for? Because you weren't going to get it. You weren't going to get what you wanted. It wasn't going to happen, period. The end. Furthermore, uh, Carly is not a real person. Sam is not a real person. Neither is Freddie <laughs> or uh, what the fuck was her brother's name again? Oh, you God. know, I don't what the know. What was Jerry Trainer's name on the show? Spencer. Neither. None of these people were real. And if I did want to just like dive into, you know, the foolishness and just say, like, let's let's assume that we all lived in the iCarly universe and these people were real. They're adults now. This isn't picking up where the show left off. And so many of us as adults aren't as close to the same people that we were besties with in junior high school or high school or anything like that. Or Sam could have died. Sam likely is in jail. I mean, that's probably what they wrote. Let's be honest, yeah. Sam. Or she could have moved away. There could have been so many things that would have happened if these were real people that would explain why Sam is not around this girl's life anymore. Again, this is years later. I know Miranda Cosgrove still looks like she's 11, but I promise <laughs> you she's an adult. And so, you know, much like Raven being a grown-ass woman in the That's a Raven reboot and having kids of her own and, you know, stuff like that. This is just a different, it's a different thing. Also, why is it that y'all always attack the Black talent in these situations as if it is them and them alone to blame for you not getting your fave? Mm. As if Lazy Mosley herself went to Paramount and Viacom CBS (laughs) and was like, you know what y'all bitches need to do? An iCarly reboot. Yes, it was my idea. You're welcome. Now, here's the thing, though. (laughs) Don't hire that white bitch that played Sam. Instead, give me the job. You know, hire a negress and allow me to ruin your show for you and piss a whole bunch of people off. And as like, right. even if this girl did want to be on the show and reprise her role, right? And Paramount Plus was like, nah, fuck that. We don't care. We're going the inclusivity route. Woo! That still would not be. Why are you calling this girl a nigger as if this was? Some sort of, like, evil plot by the Black community to uh, to erase your original white faves. She didn't cast That's not what happened. (laughs) So why are you attacking her for it? This is what y'all motherfuckers do all of the time. And lastly, I just want to remind y'all, you can watch the old iCarly. I believe at the moment it is available all episodes on Paramount Plus. I think it's also on Netflix. You can maybe even order DVDs from someplace. You can watch the same show. Mm-hmm. And I promise you, if you had enjoyed the original, especially if you enjoyed it enough to attack people over it, you will probably still fucking enjoy it. I want to remind you, no shade to Fran or anybody over there that's working very hard, I'm sure, on this show. Reboots are often inferior to the original anyway, even if you like it. It's very rare that you're like, 
this is way better than the original, even if it's good. So a lot of y'all motherfuckers, even if you got Jeanette McCurdy to come back as Sam and every motherfucker in the original to come back and reprise their role, you would still probably complain about something else. Why are they using Facebook or why, you know, are they talking about COVID or like some other, like you would find something else to complain about that would have been inescapable just because it is a fucking reboot. Mm Mm-hmm. But the black girl was just an easy target. So let's go the route of like attacking this woman for doing nothing but accepting a job. I'm confused. Let me tell you something. The Golden Girls premiered in 1985. (laughs) I was born in 1987. I have watched every episode of this show Without exa- I promise you I'm not exaggerating. I've prob- I have had to have watched every episode of that show no less than 500 times. Each episode. And it's still funny. I know every episode word for word. I know exactly what they go say and I still laugh. <laughs> So, like, I don't understand how fandom gets to these places where they, like, bitch and moan about stuff that's not even really worth bitching about. Yes, I believe, as, like, fans of huge franchises and and shows and whatever, like this, I do believe that you have the right to express what you'd like to see in these things, what you'd like to read in these things, or whatever. Because the whole reason that a reboot is possible is because you made the original successful. I just don't think that you have the right to spread hate because of it. Unless it's, I hate this reboot. It's not very good. <laughs> but not, I hate this reboot because there are niggers in it. <laughs> like, that is fucking idiotic. It's so entitled and gross and stupid. And I have to believe that most of y'all are in your 20s minimum at this point. I'm lost. I don't understand what the fuck we're doing this shit for. And even if you're fucking a teenager, get up, like, Stop being fucking strange and weird and acting a goddamn fool. If you love iCarly that much, go back and watch it. It's still fucking funny. It's still fine. Leave people the fuck alone and let the industry do what it is going to continue doing until it runs out of stuff to reboot. I'm lost. I don't understand what the fuck is wrong with y'all bitches. Leave that lady alone. Leave all of the new cast, old cast, new writers, old writers, put everybody the fuck alone. If there's somebody that you want to complain to about these things, it is always going to be some undoubtedly white, probably older person that you're never going to see or hear of anyway. Leave them alone. Leave black women the fuck alone. Let them exist. Oh, yeah, they're never and perform. They're you ain't even watched it yet. <laughs> Are you already You ain't even watched it yet. She might be awesome. She could be a really great character. Mm-mm, it don't matter. And again, I say this as somebody who loved iCarly specifically for Sam. She was my favorite character. Most people probably loved Sam the most. But guess what? Them niggas don't owe me nothing. (sighs) And if I hate the reboot that bad after I watch it, I can easily go back and watch the original. What y'all are weird. Yeah. You're really weird. That's it. Racism really don't take a day off. Like, (laughs) I don't know how y'all saw that cast photo and thought anything other than, oh, cute. (laughs) How did you jump to being racist and terrible to like, 
young, these are young people. What is wrong with y'all? I'll never understand it. I really won't. What's, what happened to just not watching it? What happened to just not watching it? Why you can't just not watch it? There's so many things to watch. There so there's more than enough TV. 20 different streaming yep. apps, platforms now. Everybody's unloading their vaults and libraries of every fucking show that they own yeah. and giving it to you. I don't understand why y'all are attacking people over reboots that no one is forcing you to watch. Miranda Cosgrove and Lacey Mosley and Jerry Trainer and and what's the, and Nathan Cre- they're not going to kick open your front door and sit on your fucking love seat <laughs> and force you to watch this. Right. If it's missing a component you don't enjoy, skip it. But y'all would take any opportunity to call somebody a nigger <laughs> because you just want to. Yeah, you just want to. <laughs> Uh, and you know, uh, I just feel for that girl. She does not deserve this bullshit. I just hate that this is, this is how y'all are. Again, it's like this is America. This is just what y'all do. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, I find it sad yet laughable that Joe Biden is play pretend calling for a ceasefire between Israel and Palestine while also approving a $735 million weapon sale to Israel. I just saw that headline and said... (laughs) As if they need more rockets. (sighs) But yes, this is America. As if a country that, you know, like like Israel doesn't have one of the toughest, most well-funded militaries on the planet like on the globe as if we have not Mm -hmm. been hearing about this shit for like i feel like i have heard about the conflict which is what the news people have always called it between israel and palestine since i was born like i feel like i've been hearing about that for all my life and i just same i'm i'm thankful to social media for breaking it down for more of us so that we actually understand what's going on because it's always been like oh girl pray for peace in the middle east and and people yeah. just like basically leave it at that so i'm thankful to know more about the situation now but honestly that is quintessential joe but joe ooh, i almost said that other demon's name but that is literally like that's what you do you say one thing or pre- or pretend to be good or decent about one thing and then you turn around and do something that completely undermines or goes against that exact same thing like this is this is the the centrist democrat party of course that's how you feel of course that's what you would say and do at the same time and pretend like that makes sense of course you would same way you're talking about vaccinated people can go around without a mask on and we'll just trust you to say you're vaccinated okay sure that's not crackhead ass idea at all Great job, dude. You're killing it. Just want to remind myself that I voted for this man because the other option I could not do. <laughs> I mean, it would have been this and worse. All so right. It's not like, if it's not like things would have been better. <laughs> but holy Christ. We like, weighed our fucking options. Like, bitch, I didn't. It's just homework. wild that, like, that's the situation this country puts us in. And so often I just sit back and be like, how many of my problems would be eliminated if I found somewhere else to go? <laughs> yeah, I... Where can I go? <laughs> I'm not shocked yeah, at America's involvement or approach in this Mm-mm. at all. And I will just say, fuck Hamas and in the same breath, free Palestine. Like... Yep. 
because it is that's something, something that America I will do. <laughs> also, like heard most of my life, and also feel like a lot of this is starting to be broke down a bit for me. And I've done like I'm still doing a lot of my own individual research and homework, and mm. it's just like. The Israeli government has just that they have put Palestinian people in some of the most violent and inhumane yep. situations. Yep. 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 Imaginable. Yep. And like blasting rockets at, you know, Jewish children in Israel is terrible and wrong, as I said. You know, but to like overlook what, Y'all like, and even it. just, even aside from the government, you have motherfuckers legit grin, ear to ear grinning, walking up to people's houses, walking up to people's homes in Palestine and, and basically being like, get the fuck out. The more I read about the situation, so, the more I'm like, mm. Mm, so yeah free my niggas over in Palestine there are just so many ways that like our government theirs and many others that are involved in this one part everything honestly like this could be said for so many things but even in this one this one situation there are so many ways that the government could be doing better but choose not to and would rather like Say and do a bunch of stuff that, anyway. And don't have the money to take care of people. Don't have the money to make sure that our essential workers can actually, you know, stay in their homes, but got every dime to give to other people's militaries. It's just really incredible what America will pay for (laughs) when it wants to. Now it's like 12 governors of Republican states talking about they cutting off the extra $300 that the federal government is giving people in unemployment benefits to get y'all's asses back into the fucking Walmart and Burger King and everywhere else so that somebody else can make a few more dollars. Like, I truly hate it here. (laughs) I truly fucking hate it here, dog. Niggas don't have clean water and y'all got money for the Israeli military. Why? For them to blow up the Associated Press building. Oh, my God. Yours. Like, dog, I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> Great job. I'll just be here being a nigga. Child. Being black, waiting for my day. You know. <laughs> and on... I really don't have much more than that. <laughs> I was gonna... And on that this note... This is my money. This is my money. <laughs> like... This is my money. Why am I paying taxes? <laughs> I don't want to fund this that bullshit. Money. I do not want to pay for that bullshit. Wow. <laughs> and paying more in taxes than actual billionaires. Like a higher percentage <laughs> of my money in taxes than Fuck this place. billionaires. Okay. Fuck this place. Oh, all right. Um, that is gonna wrap up this week's episode of the read. Check us out at thisistheread.com and on social media at thisistheread. You can find our merch at shoptheread.com. Any news before we leave, friend? None, indeed. Um, I didn't jot down any of the happy things that I had this week. 
I've just been incredibly busy. I know that there were things. I mentioned how I enjoyed um, Willow's tribute to her mama. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's going to have to be just about it. I'm enjoying Shameless. I'm only like six episodes in, but that whole that show is about scammers. It's literally about a family of scammers. Oh yeah, that show is a it's it's a mess. Did you see um did you see Zaya Wade's new commercial? No. Go look on Gabrielle's uh Instagram when we hang up, but like it's not actually Zaya's commercial, but it is to me because she's in it. <laughs> Oh, that's good enough. But yeah, it's, I don't even know, actually, I didn't even pay attention. Oh, it's like a a vaccine ad. It's like really short, but Zaya's in it and she's adorable. So that was something I saw earlier today that made me happy. And then, of course, Kavya, who is simply everything. Oh, girl, this is like the family. Yeah. (laughs) It's Zaya's commercial. (laughs) Like I said, <laughs> I thought that maybe she was like in an ad with no. like uh, other kids no, doing it's her. something. No, it's, hers. it's legit her and her whole family. No, it's <laughs> Zaya's. Commercial. Oh no, this is Zaya's. <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, I know the parents are there, but I honestly didn't come here for y'all. So if we could just keep the camera on my queen, thank you so much. I live. Yes, I I appreciate you know, the Wades I for sharing Zaya. their children with us. And yeah, it's really beautiful to see a young queer black kid be like affirmed and celebrated for who they are. Like, and then Zaire yeah, in looks, the comments talking about, I see you like, oh my yeah. God, y'all. And then like getting back to her fucking TikTok dances. Like, I love this shit. More of this shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And wow, does Kavya look just like her? Right. I mean, they all look like their daddy. They do. Every last one of them look like, like Dwayne. But yeah, more black parents supporting and affirming their children. Hallelujah. Yes, please. Okay, we will see y'all next week. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit Spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.